welcome back to Candid with Gabby and Emily. Um, we're here. It's November 3rd. The day. The day we've been waiting for. I don't know if I've been dreading it or if I'm more excited. I'm, like, in between. Like, I'm dreading, like, it's like I'm dreading one result, but I'm excited for another. Right. And I'm, like, somewhere in the middle. It's also scary, too, because, like, I feel like something bad's going to come out of either outcome. Yeah. Like, if Trump wins, obviously that kind of sucks for those that don't support him, Um, as well as definitely will be riots and protests. But then if Biden wins, I feel like a lot of the crazy Trumper thumpers are going to be after everyone. (laughs) Trumper thumpers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like in some ways it's a lose-lose, but like in, in one way you lose a little bit less. Yeah, like, I wish, like, the other side wasn't such an extreme loss. Like, like, it sucks that the first election that I'm voting in is one where, like, I want one candidate to win so bad that I can't even imagine the other candidate winning, and I don't want to. It just sucks. It's just scary, like, what all things that could happen in the next few years with him if he got reelected. And or even with just, like, Amy Barrett being on the Supreme Court now, it just alters a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's scary for our future, especially with, like, women's rights right now. That's, like, one of the, my biggest concerns at the moment. Yeah, me too. Like, I really just don't know what to wrap my head around, like, what I would do. Um, even when it comes to, like, insurance and everything, if I had to, to pay for it myself. Yeah. And, like, the Supreme Court, that's, like, one of the highest positions in the U.S. and that we ha- and the fact that we have someone that like thinks the way that Amy does is really like scary. Just so many of them, like we're we're so outnumbered. I think it's what what six to three. Yeah, we're so outnumbered. We're not even close to being half. So it's really scary. I don't even know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I know Kavanaugh. Now Amy. Barrett. I don't even, and then I know Clarence Thomas, mm-hmm. and he's on the right. On the right, but I don't really know anyone else on the Supreme Court offhand. I know I'm trying to think because I'm trying to think if we have any like true, like moderates. You know, usually you'll have like three, three, and then have um that one middle person that's a good deciding factor yeah I'm looking them up aww poor RBG man what are we gonna do yeah it's like insulting to go from her to to Amy it's just like a slap in the face Clarence Thomas makes me angry me too it's very disappointing Mm-hmm. Very. To just, to see, like, I, I hate, you know, everything doesn't need to be raised, but to see a black man having those stances on certain things. Yeah. I, it just confuses me. Right. Um, like, and he, disappoints me. Like, because nobody's saying, oh, just because you're black, you need to be some crazy liberal. But, like, some of the things that he votes on or agrees with, I... Does it make any sense? No. Not at all. 
like considering who he is and his upbringing and things like that, it just doesn't make sense. Right, like, like you I would expect would... that from one of these like suburban white dudes. Yeah, but not him. And isn't he the chief justice, like the top one? Um, chief justice is John Roberts. Oh, okay, never mind. He's an, he's an associate. Yeah, I knew he was something. He's a regular associate justice. Yeah. I don't know how long John Roberts has been chief. Mm. I just feel like we, we're going backwards. Yeah, we are. Which is crazy. Somebody, somebody posted a picture on Facebook I saw this morning, and it was either this morning or last night, and it had Amy Barrett, and it was like, uh, vote Trump to go back 500 years or something like that. I mean... It's exactly where we're headed. Yeah. I just don't understand how you could see how this these four years have went. And heard, like, the, th- the things that Trump has said and still vote for him. Yeah, I've been, I'm not usually too vocal on social media and stuff. Um, but the past few days, I've posted a good bit about, like, tweeted a good thing, a good bit about, like, voting and everything. And the importance of it. And a few times I've made the comment of, like, if you support Trump, then you don't support me or you don't support these people. It's like... Yeah don't want to be i don't want to be your friend like this is the one time i'm making a cut with politics yeah like this is like a completely different like playing field like this is different than anything i think anyone has ever experienced as far as presidents and elections right so yeah but i think it's also crazy how like all of the businesses in big cities that are like boarding up like i saw a place in like la where like i think a lot of places in la specifically are, like, not going to be open at all today. Because they were taking things, like, off the shelves. Wow. So, they're basically preparing for a riot. They are. On either side. Because it's, it's going to happen no matter who wins. It's, like, why is the election, like, the purge? <laughs> like, like, right! Why are we preparing for the election like it's some national disaster? Like, we're all, like, everybody's buying food, like, canned foods. Yeah. <laughs> And everybody's like, should I do my homework today? Do I even go to work today? What's the point? Like, it's just, like, it's ridiculous. And I know a lot of it is jokes, of course. A lot of it is exaggeration. It's yeah. Like, I mean, are we, is it that far-fetched? It's just, I feel like this is so unprecedented. Like, even, like, when Hillary, when it was Hillary and Trump, it wasn't this bad. No, like, it was, it was weird, and it was still a little culty, but right now we're at the point where like he's done so much like effed up stuff that the people that support him are so like blind and so just ignorant and i think are a lot more open with how they really feel when it's regarding people that are different than them yeah and now it's more so like it's not as much look at these crazy people although it's still there it's it's really like terrifying now too yeah, I think what happened was, in 2016, when Trump ran, these people, like, the way they feel now, they've always felt that way, but now having a president, like, a president that was, a person that was running for president that felt the same way, it made them feel empowered, so now they're extra vocal about their racist bigotry, because exactly. they feel empowered. I went, um, I voted 
on campus today, mm-hmm. and it opened at 7, so I got up for, like, 6.45 and went down, um, so I'm, like, second in line, and I'm waiting to do a vote, and they have the table split up by, like, alphabetical for last name, so, you know, my last name's Stein, so I'm at the, like, S desk or whatever, and it's a common, like, beginning letter of a last name, so there's a large line behind me, and not many people were at the other one. So I'm, like, telling her my name, and she's looking for it, and she can't find it anywhere. So then this other lady comes, and she's looking through this other booklet, like, holding the line up. Like, I'm sitting there trying to figure this out, and they're all, like, everybody's behind me, probably frustrated. And she's going through this other book trying to find my name. Then she has me step aside, and she tells me that she's going to go call the courthouse to make sure that I'm registered. And then I'm sitting here waiting while she's on the phone for, like, five minutes, and then they bring me back to the line again, holding the line up. They continue to look for me, <laughs> look through the book for my name again. And it was just like, it was really, really embarrassing. And finally she found my name and it was on the same page as she had gone to like eight times. Oh like, my I God. Couldn't the, I couldn't touch the book or anything because like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to reach for that. Like it's voting stuff. I, I'm not going to contribute. Yeah. So you know, I'm just like, you know, go back, go back, go back, like, telling her, like, you know, go back to where you were, and she just goes to, like, every wrong page possible, my name was just there, and it was just, like, this 15-minute process of her trying to find my name, and then it was, like, embarrassing me because other people were being held up. Right. They are focusing on me when it was something that could have been fixed, like, so quickly. It was just very, very embarrassing and uncomfortable. Damn. Not it. I was... So that made, like, a process that could have taken, like, five to ten minutes way longer than it had to be. Right, and whenever she first couldn't find my name, she was like, have you voted here before? And I was like, yeah, I did my freshman year. And she was like, why would you have voted your freshman year? She was like, there was no election. And I was like, there was a local election that I voted in. Oh, my God. Obviously, there wasn't a presidential election I'm talking about. (laughs) There was a local election two years ago that I voted in. Right. It was just so, it was just so weird. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was, it was annoying. Do people look visibly frustrated? Huh? Do people look like visibly frustrated? I feel like a few people did, which like, I don't blame you. You got up that early probably to just go vote and go back to bed real quick, which is what I was trying to do. I went to vote and then I wanted to come back and go to bed. And then, like, that whole ordeal happened. I didn't get back to, like, 7.20-ish, 7.30. So by then, I'm, like, awake. I had to walk through the cold. And then I try to go back to bed. And I'm just kind of, like, sitting there. And then I started thinking of all the things I need to get done in the future. Mm-hmm. And, like, future as in, like, the next month. But, like, I'm still, like, freaking out over it. And, like, everything has to be over break. And I was just like, all right, this is a terrible morning. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to drive by, like, the, um, I'm pretty sure the polling place in Bloomsburg is the fire department for, like, if you don't go, if you're not on campus. So, I was going to drive by and see if people were there, but I just haven't had the chance to yet. Oh, I wonder if lines are really long or not. I almost hope they are, because that means more people are voting. Right, like... Like, it sucks. Sorry, you have to wait outside in the cold, but at least it's not as cold as it was yesterday. Yeah, it was freezing yesterday. Yesterday. Like, it's cold outside today, but yesterday was... Yeah. Freezing. Like, it was literally feels like, I think, 32 or 33 all day. Which isn't that bad for Pennsylvania. It could be worse. 
you're right. It was just surprising because we had gone from 70 degrees and then all of a sudden it just switched to 30. Like the second we hit November, it was like, here's winter. Right. I feel like we're going to have a bad winter. Yeah. And it's just like, it wasn't, there was no like leaning into it. Like in even the summer, like it was 80, 80, 90, 90, 90. And then all of a sudden it would like go down to like 62 and then it would shoot back up to 90 again. And it was just, there was no gradual like okay, now we're in the 70s. All right, now we're into, like, the mid-60s, 50s. Now we're into the 30s. Like, it was just, like, 90, 60, 90, 32. Right, it just dropped and then increased so fast. And, like, last winter, we had, no, we had like, no winter. It was just cold. We had no snow. Yeah. It was just windy. It was very windy. Yeah. The wind chill was bad last winter. Like, honestly, I'm not mad about no snow because I don't like snow, to be honest. It's just, like, it's great when you're not an adult. Uh, I agree. You have to go and do things. Like, as a kid, I loved it because, you know, it's it's fun to play in and it's cool and usually that leads to snow days and stuff. So, like, I liked the snow when I was little, but now it's just more of a nuisance because, like, I have to drive in it. I have to clean my car up. I have to walk to the snow to get here or there. I have to, and now I'm just kind of like, Ugh. Yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't have to shovel. Right, right. Now I, I have to shovel. Here, but, like still right it's like i wake up like as a kid i would love to go outside and like sled and stuff now i look outside and i see snow i'm like oh my god okay <laughs> it just like puts a damper on my day a new obstacle on my day mm. it's all right like if i don't have to go any- like if it snows on the weekend and i'm not doing anything i don't mind it yeah it's like i'm not in a rush so if i have to clean my car off it's fine or maybe i'll go outside and playing it who knows just, <laughs> i feel like it'll, it'll always happen on the most inconvenient times like oh i want snow on christmas day but you're not you're gonna snow on every day possible except for christmas day right i can't even remember the last time i had snow on christmas i don't think we've had a white christmas in a while or like at least a true one because i think the maybe a few years ago i think we got a little bit of snow but it was like enough not enough to cover the ground yeah that doesn't count yeah, we don't we don't count flirts. No, no, no. Speaking of snow, I wish I knew how to like snowboard. Me too. I feel like that'd be a a fun thing to know. That or skiing. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to like a resort to do that type of stuff, but like I don't want to like hurt myself. Right. Like I feel like I'm gonna like snap my foot in half or like yeah. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm more, ter- I'm, like, it seems exciting, but, like, I'm more terrified of the idea of, like, me, like, actually harming myself. Right. I feel like, I don't know. I know, because at my high school, there was, like, uh, trips to ski around top. Mm. So there's a good bit of people that would go. And, like, you know, I never heard horror stories from any of the people that I knew that did it of, like, them getting badly hurt and stuff. Like, I definitely think it's possible, but I think it's, it's not... I feel like it's not as dangerous as we will make it to be. Yeah. But it's new. It's foreign to us. So, you know, it's nerve-wracking. Right. I feel like it's probably, like, not not, not that likely you're going to get hurt, like, that bad. You might, like, fall a couple times, bruise your tailbone a little bit, but... Maybe sprain your ankle, maybe. Yeah, which I've had, like, tried 20 ankle sprains in my life, so that probably wouldn't even affect me that much. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, maybe I'm just, like, hyping it up too much. Because, like, I... I feel like, like, the off chance of that someone could get injured, I feel like it would be me. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I feel like it would also be easier, too, or you'd probably feel better, too, if you had 
Um, if you do go to those resorts, they usually have like little training sessions. You That's I'd have to like, do it. Two hours or three hours. Yeah. Or like that would be beneficial, and it's like you're there for like what maybe like a weekend or a week. Yeah. So it's like you know for the week learn how to ski, and then bam, you can do it yourself the rest of your life. Right. Like, I always imagine, like, going to, like, those little training sessions of being, like, me as an adult, 20 years old, with a bunch of kids. <laughs> like, little kids that don't know how to ski right. or like snowboard. Like, those cringy movies where, like, the family will go. Yeah. I feel like that would happen to me. Everything bad imaginable happens. Yep. I feel like I would be that old-ass adult. Listen. Sometimes we're late bloomers, and that's okay. Yeah, I gotta learn sometime. What else is not learning? Yeah, at least you're trying to learn. Yeah. Grass is always greener. Like, some people, some kids that ski wish they knew how to do other things that we already know how to do. True. I wish I, I also wish I knew how to skateboard. Yeah, I feel like that's just so calming to just be able to, like, because riding a bike, I feel like, exerts too much energy sometimes. Yeah, and it hurts my butt on the seat. Yeah, mine too. Like, I get, like, I get, like, I don't even know what to call it. Like, like a burn? Like, not a burn. Like, I don't even know. But Literally, my butt bones hurt. Yeah, and it's not fun. And no, it's not. Like, I have to, like, stand up on my bike. Because even whenever I was, like, really skinny, I always had that problem. Like, bike seats were just not it for me. Yeah, like, I, as a kid, I think I just didn't, I, maybe I wasn't paying and I just ignored it because I was a kid, but... I used to love to ride my bike when I was younger. Like when I, I remember, me too. I remember, I literally have a picture of the first bike with me with the first bike I ever got. And I got it for my seventh birthday. And I literally, I got it, it was like pouring on my birthday when I was seven. <laughs> I remember this so vividly. I was outside soaking wet, screaming because I just got a bike. And I was just riding <laughs> up and down the street. I could have like flipped off of it. I didn't even care. I was so excited. But now, like, I see a bike, I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't right, want to. Right, right. I'm like, well, I don't feel like working out right now, which is funny because I'll go, like, hike myself up these giant hills and everything, and that's fine, but God forbid I get a bike. Right, because I think it's because I'm standing up and my butt won't hurt, but, like, on a bike, I just, like, have to prepare for that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's weird, too. I used to bike right all the time, and I had this friend across the street from me, and her and I would just go, like, adventuring through our town and everything, and... I remember one time, I think it was seventh grade, I did a summer camp, and we were uh, mountain biking through the woods, and my friend Tiger hit this huge tree root. I slipped over my handlebars. Like, literally, they told me I literally, like, somersaulted over the handlebars, which I wouldn't be, I'm not shocked. It's all kind of more. Yeah. And then I landed on my chest, and it knocked the wind out of me, and I couldn't breathe for, like, I think it was like almost two minutes or something. I don't know. It was it was a while. I was I was struggling. Oh my god, yeah. See, that's one of my fears was flipping over my bike because I actually seen someone flip over the bike and it's really scary. I had this thing where I like was going up and down my street like really really fast and then I had brakes on my bike so when I would get to a certain point I would like put my brakes on real quick so I could feel like the little like jump you get when you put your brakes on real quick. And right. I, would, I would just go back up to the top of the mini oh, hill, do it again. Yeah. But the one time I did it, I, I, I guess I had moved over a little bit and there was like a, like a little pile of rocks. So I hit the, one time I did the, the brake thing, I hit those rocks, my whole entire body flung off of my bike and I was just oh laying on the ground on my side. Like what the hell just happened? 
And I was by myself. Like, I didn't have any friends with me. My parents weren't with me. I was just by myself. I think my parents were in the house or something. And I was just laying there. Like, I just had, like, a bunch of, like, like road burn on my arm. It wasn't anything crazy. But I was like, did that just happen? <laughs> but it was my fault. Like, I, why, why was I trying to, like, I knew the, bri- the brakes on my bike worked. Like, what the hell was I doing? Oh, my God. That's so funny. I... There's this, I was probably like four, four or five. And you know those little buggies that you put kids in? Mm-hmm. So I was in one of those. Oh, it was my brother. <laughs> it was my younger brothers. And we were at, we were on my driveway. And um, our driveway is a little bit sloped. So there's like a little bit of a hill. So like if people like a skateboard at the top of it, it would probably like slide down. Mm-hmm. And it was a regular like asphalt driveway. And I'm like, rocking back and forth on it and i was like you know how you, like you'll rock back and forth trying to like scoot yourself forward on the wheels yeah so i was trying to like, push my way up the hill oh gosh <laughs> and eventually <laughs> i went and i pushed too far forward that the buggy slipped from underneath me <gasps> and backwards and my face you know i'm, I'm holding on to the straps <laughs> So my face just like plants right into to the driveway and slides down with the buggy. Oh my god! I was bleeding oh. everywhere, and that's. I'll use that as an excuse of like why I'm ugly today. Shut shut up! Oh my god! Because I had that traumatizing injury. I could have been a model. That buggy, that buggy ruined. Oh my god. Wait, do you remember those, like, those, like, they weren't scooters. The razor scooters? Oh my god, those are, first of all, those hurt me so many times. Hurt my ankles. Like, those hurt so bad. But, like, the the things that we, like, you sat on in, like, uh, in gym and elementary school, you, like, scoot across. Yes. Okay, so one time we were were doing them. We were doing them in gym, and I was just, like, I used to love them, so I was just going back and forth, going back and forth. I guess I was going so hard, I didn't realize that my fingers were underneath my wheel. Oh, God. So I exerted, I mean, I don't even know how much I weighed. I did not weigh. I probably weighed, like, probably, like, 80-some pounds back when I was, like, little. And I, like, exerted my 80 pounds and the scooter all the way over, like, all four of my fingers. And I just had bruises across. It hurt so bad. I think I screamed in gym. And everyone looked at me. It was so traumatic. I thought I was going to die. I thought that my fingers were going to fall off. I think as kids, we feel like we're, like, invincible. And we don't think about getting injured when you're a kid. You don't really have fear because you're still so young where, like, you haven't been told that often, don't do that, don't do this. Like, but once you reach our age, you've been told so many times to not do things so you don't get hurt. And, like, we have a fear a feeling hurt right like now like, i would never do those parents, things <laughs> right and like your parents want to like when you grow up they want to protect you from everything but i feel like even even more so than just physical pain like even mental pain and things like that like they try to protect us so much to the point where they're actually hurting us because we experience one thing that's slightly painful physically or mentally more so mentally yeah this much but um and then like we think the world's ending and we can't handle it yep and it's like well now i don't have to process emotions so, yeah 
So what do we do now? Because that's affecting my it's affecting my life now. Yeah, like I have all these emotions and I don't know how to deal with it because I've never had to deal with it before. So right. what do I do? Like, Wait, like it's damaging my ability to love. Yeah. We need, we need to fix this. Like I feel like I understand because I, as a parent, because like nobody wants to see their kids in pain. Right. So I get it. But I feel like now, since I've gone through things in my life, I probably... I, I've thought about, like, how I would parent my kids as far as, like, things like that, like, mental health. And I feel like I would just be super upfront and honest. And I won't sugarcoat things. And I'll use, like, my own life examples and be honest and be like, look, I went through this, this, and that. This is how I feel like you should deal with this. Obviously, I can't tell you what to do, but as far as that. my advice. Yeah. I feel like all you can do is give advice and guidance. And I think parents do the best they can with what they have. And it's also based on, like, their experiences and if they... Because I think a lot of things that we go through now is just because of the life we have. Like, as far as, like, social media, media in general and stuff like that. They didn't really have that when they were kids. So it's different. It's definitely... Yeah, it's like a cultural, generational difference. Right, and I feel like we'll be able to relate to our kids just a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Because as I do absolutely believe that things are going to continue to improve and like become newer and everything um technology and many other many other things i think that our generation was kind of the first in that threshold yes so we're, like the we're, gonna, we're gonna get it more yeah but yeah i agree i feel like obviously especially as they're still like really young like preteen and younger and stuff like that you have to it's more than just giving advice. You have to teach people. You have to teach them. You have to put your foot down about certain things, et cetera, et cetera. And I get that that is important, but, like, I feel like parents sometimes have a bad time or, like, aren't, don't do so well with realizing at what age you need to stop being this certain parent. Yeah. Because all it was, like, like I said, like, kind of damage their ability to live as an adult on their own. Yeah. That, or, like, it pushes them away, or both. I think as you get older, well, obviously, I can't tell parents how to parent, but I think what I'm going to be like as a parent is, I think when you're, when your kid is a kid, you're, like, you're a disciplinarian, you're there to basically teach them right from wrong, all that stuff, and you're there to give them guidance in life, but I think once they get older, your role kind of shifts, and you become more like a friend. Kind of. Not, obviously there's still a line. Yeah, obviously there's still a line. But I think you turn more into a friend once they get, like, in high school, even, like, late middle school. Because they, I feel like they need more of a friend type of person in their life than a person that just tells them, oh, you did this wrong, you're grounded. Right, and it's like, if you offer that to them, they're going to be more willing to tell you the truth. And that's a big problem that parents have with their kids, especially during, like, middle school and high school is like them lying or them being secretive and it's like well if you made it a safe space where they feel like they can tell you things or it was a safe enough space that they can come to you before they do things therefore that they can make the right decision and not try to act out against you like it it would pay off but like they just like my favorite line is if you wouldn't have been in as much trouble if you would have just told the truth right and it's like all right, but then when I do tell the truth, you don't believe me. 
or I still get punished, so then it's just kind of like, well, I might as well just shoot my shot at lying and getting away with it, because I'm going to get punished regardless. Exactly. So it doesn't really teach you anymore. Like, it's like, okay, you know, I broke the vase. Um, I'm telling you the truth. I broke it. It was me. I'm not going to have you do it this ring around, like this run around thing. I did it. My fault. Okay, thanks for telling me, Emily. Maybe that's it or like maybe you can just reward the act of telling the truth but it's like if it's like hey i broke the vase and you go to get the belt like yeah i still got in trouble i might i should just lied about it and right just, it makes you want to lie right because it's like well either way i'm gonna get in trouble but like i still have i might have a chance of lying i'm getting away with it and nothing happening yeah and it's just because obviously some things need to be punished regardless if you tell the truth or not right obviously but like if you can just start teaching kids that notion, especially when they're younger and they're just doing, like, stupid little things that won't hit anything, that, like, when you tell the truth, it's a lot better because you're benefiting everyone. Like, I don't know. Yeah. To me. But I guess it's also different when you're actually in that position. Right. And I've also, like, I've talked to my dad about, um, like, how his parents parented him. And he basically said that they were, that they weren't, like, emotional support type parents. Mm-hmm. They were, okay, disciplinary, you do something wrong, you gotta get disciplined, and I provide you with three meals a day and clothes on your back. And right. they basically said, like, they feel that that's their role as a parent, and they did that, so they don't really owe you anything else. And it's different cultures, too. Like, it's traditional with different races, different ethnicities, yeah, different for sure. cultures where you come from, of, like, how a parent is to you. Some cultures are known for having like more physical physical affection and things like that and some families are known for being more like high expectations right off the bat right old and what's kind of sad too is like i noticed a lot just like looking at other cultures whether it be through like documentaries tv shows in person and just like own experience with being black being in a black family it's like it's always it seems like it's always a black culture if we're so distant with our kids i yeah like 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 we're very like all right i'm taking care of you in all the ways needed to survive that's like Um, yeah that's like the bare minimum and that's all they have to do and not to say that black parents do the bare minimum but like it's it's this taboo that it's not needed to be there for your kids mentally like it's like oh i'm here for you if a kid beats you up but if you are if you have body dysmorphia and when you look in the mirror it makes you want to cry that's not teenage angst there's something wrong and you need help exactly and that's another like it's another whole separate bowl of issues that like that our specific demographic has to work on because that sucks because there's so many untreated like poc individuals that are mentally ill but won't get treatment because of family or because our country hates everyone that's not white one of the two yeah like if talking like talking like my mom and my dad like they were raised like completely different right like my dad's black my mom's white they were raised completely different and like i think it shows a lot with how they are as parents too because like if i'm being honest like my mom doesn't um my dad's definitely, like, the disciplinarian. Like, he's the one that grounded me when I was growing up. He's the one that, if I did something wrong, he would he would yell at me, like, the way it is. And my mom was definitely 
she doesn't really yell at me. So I, I think that's just the way they were raised. It's definitely, I don't know, what I respect the most is when parents or whatever, like, parental figure, especially as the, the kid's older, like, college becoming an adult or actually already is an adult, like, on their own, things like that, when they can sit down with you and they can realize, okay, my child is grown up now, I don't have the same control or boundaries with them as I used to mm-hmm. and they will sit down and let you speak on like what's bothering you or what you didn't like in a productive way like I don't know yeah I think almost speaking like them as an adult as you're equal right I think almost if you don't establish like once your kid gets older if you don't establish almost like a friendship type relationship with them once they're, like, 18 or whatever and they move out of the house, like, you're rela- you're basically not going to have a good relationship with them. Because- right, and you don't want that because you can totally fix that before, before any of that, like, happens. Yeah, because if you don't establish the friendship-type relationship, then all the only relationship you ever had for 18 years was disciplinarian right or wrong get grounded and that's it but once i'm an adult you can't ground me anymore so what else is there for us to talk about right and like that's what like that's even something i have in my own like my within my own parents is like we we're pretty close like i i tell them really anything i'm not really i'm not like secretive i mean obviously i have like keeps things to myself but you know what i mean like if yeah. you ask a question i'll answer it whatever and um I say, like, we, most of the time we get along pretty, like, when we get along, we get along really, really well. But, like, there are definitely times where, like, I feel like we don't see both sides because I'm so used to how it was, like, when you're asking me questions, you're asking me questions because you're looking for me to say something wrong and then I'm going to be disciplined. Right. And so I still react in that defensive tone no matter what it is that I'm being asked about. I'm, like, I'm already defend. I'm on the defense. I'm already, like, waiting for something to go wrong. And usually that'll lead to arguments because then my parents are like, we're just asking you to ask. Like, you know, you're not going to get in trouble. You're an adult. And it's like, we hadn't really set those new boundaries and really acted on those new boundaries whenever I became an adult or started to be more on my own. Like, I drive myself to school now. I'm in school. I have a job. I'm looking for a full-time job and I'm graduating soon. Like, you know, we're really getting those milestones. We never had that discussion. So now it's like awkward right when things happen like that and then we're both just kind of like because i'm like well i didn't know i was allowed to just do what i want regardless of what you guys said just accept the fact that you don't like it like (laughs) i didn't know i could do that now like we never talked about this yeah like i feel even when i like turned 18 it was like weird for me to be able to walk out of the house and not tell my parents where i was going right like i still tell my parents just because i live like at their home but it's not I'm not asking. Right. Or at least they'll ask that a lot. They'll be like, are you telling me or are you asking me? And because then then they'll give a different response. Like if I'm saying, hey, I'm going to go do this. Okay, bye. If they don't agree with it. But like if I'm like, hey, can I go do this? And they don't agree with it. I guess that's me letting like basically asking for their opinion. Yeah. (laughs) What I go do. But like, yeah, I like when I'm home, if I want to go out, I'm usually just like I'll tell them beforehand. Hey, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Uh, blah 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 or if I make plans on the weekends usually I'll be like hey are we doing anything at this time because I want to do this right but 
yeah, I don't know, it's just weird. I guess there is no, like, proper way of having that transition. No. You kind of just have to play it by ear and, like, think about, like, what kind of parent you are, what kind of kid you have. Right. Go from there. So I feel like we can't even, like, I can say, like, oh, I'm going to be this parent, I'm going to do this, which is, like, me just hoping I can do this when I get older and have kids. But at the end of the day, you never know. Because you don't know who you'll be at that time, who you'll be with. True. What that kid will be like. And I understand everything's almost play it by ear, but I feel like there's definitely some things you could still have your heart set on, like, you don't want to do this, you don't want to do that. Yeah. It depends, but, yeah, it's just, I guess the whole plan is just let it be awkward for a few years, and then it settles itself out. Right. I guess that's all you can really do. Yeah. Well, now that we're entirely off topic. Yeah, we were talking about parents. boarding up election, like, we were, and we were talking about being parents. Jesus. Okay. I know. <laughs> But speaking of fathers, we have Kanye West. This is interesting. Um, so we're not going to talk about him and Trump. I really don't want to. God, I don't even want to get into that. Because then with Ice Cube and then with, and then with, uh, what was it? Fifty Cent, Lil Wayne. There's another one. It was, oh, who is it? I will remember when it doesn't even matter anymore. But there's another rapper that now likes him as well. Wait, Lil Wayne can't even vote. Because <laughs> I think he has a felony, so he, he can't vote. But not, but he's at least he's partnered with them or, like, showing his agreement, so then all of his fans are going to be like, hmm, should I vote for Trump now? Jesus. Okay. And I don't even want to go down that road with minorities who want to vote for Trump. But anyway, <laughs> so Kanye, it's Kim's birthday, or coming up, or it already did. Yeah, I think it already happened. Okay, and he got her a hologram of her dad to, like, talk to her and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's sweet, but I feel like that's a 50-50 of whether somebody would like that or not. I feel like, for me, I think seeing him would have been emotional, and I I could just seeing a hologram would have been nice. But it talking to me, I think, is what the problem is. Because you're putting, you're telling him what to say. It's not like he's actually saying it. Right. Or if you, like, showed me a video, like, an older video of him talking, or, like you said, just a hologram <laughs> of him to, like, be able to to just look at his face while he's breathing. Yeah. In quotations, like, as if he's there. But, yeah, I guess the, like, hearing him talk, but you know it's not him. It's, yeah, and I think one of the things that the hologram said was something about Kanye being, like, a great husband. I'm like, first of all, Kanye, you told him to say that. So, like, it's not even right. <laughs> That's weird. That's not right. You can't do that. I mean, it does seem like they treat each other right, so, you know, go f- good for them, but it's oh, like, so problematic. Jesus. But I feel like if my significant other, if he did that for me, <laughs> I don't think yeah. I'm about it. I'm honest. Honestly, nah. Well, the Kardashians are... They're different. Big in the news this week, apparently, too. Because um, then we have Kendall Jenner throwing a Halloween party, you know, during during COVID. Yeah, I think her whole family was there. I know The weekend was there. And just, like, a bunch of celebrities were there. It's always, see, and we've had them a lot since quarantine has begun. Like, different groups of celebrities and things like that throwing these parties. And then their fans are, like, you know, looking up to them. 
but then at the same time they're out here preaching oh wear a mask social distance so like you don't have to do it because you can afford to get taken care of if something happens to your family members but the rest of us who don't have money are following in your footsteps right and like all of them like you said they preach like the mask and the social distancing and they do these ads which they get paid for and then they're out here throwing parties with 50 60 people it's just very hypocritical and like i feel like to a certain point it's like i'm not mad because like what i don't expect anything less to be honest right but like it's just it's just annoying and hypocritical like i don't want to hear any of the people at that party to say anything about covid again like it's just disappointing especially because it's even beyond like leaving an impression on your fans it's also you're putting people like you're actually putting people in danger right like you're you're actively putting others in danger because you're doing all of this and it's just really annoying because like i said it's more than just oh you're making your fans feel a certain way about a topic like you are hurting other people because you want to have a Halloween party we would be able to have a Halloween party probably by now if we would have did what we were supposed to do in the beginning yeah like i don't understand like why would you just not like you tell people like you got you can't have your phones you can't film like why would you even want that out there that you did this it's just a whole bunch of dumb like i feel like do they like do they like want to be caught like i don't understand like you easily could have said like no photography no i'm pretty sure there were like photographers there like they called photographers like i cannot like why would you why like your halloween party i'm sorry kendall was not like nobody really cares at all like we have halloween every year just wait right wait another year that does not change october 31st is always halloween it's not gonna go anywhere right like you're not just gonna wipe the day off the calendar like just because at this point we're gonna be dealing with like mass and social distancing and going back and forth and back and forth on whether we can be around people or not because things keep continue to fluctuate right. we're going to be in this like weird limbo for years if we just don't just crack down get it over with stay away from each other until they find the vaccine because if we keep coming out with each other then the virus is going to keep adapting to everything that's happening we're going to exactly. keep finding a new vaccine over and over and over and over again and it's just oh if we just do what we're supposed to it's so, so frustrating the vaccine, it'll work it's so frustrating like honestly, like I understand you probably wanted you probably spent money on your costume, you wanted to wear it for your little Instagram pictures. Couldn't you just take your pictures in your home of you or in the costume? You have, like one or two friends over that you know haven't really seen many other people cuz even then like okay, I get that. Yeah. But, but like, a full party? Have, right, like having all these people over that you have no clue who they've seen, who they've talked to, who they're going to be around. Like I'm so, oh my god. It's like you honestly could have just had like you could have just had, took some nice pictures even if it was just like the Jenner Kardashian just the family. It was literally just a bunch of celebrities like from different places. I'm sure not even all those people even live in LA. Probably not. I bet you some of them flew in. Oh my god. It's just annoying, but I'm not even surprised. No. One of who did it, the fact that it did happen. Not at all. It's not surprising. Disappointing, but not surprised. <laughs> um, another thing that's not surprising is Biden's back in Scranton again. Right. And then I think he's going to Philly later today. Yeah. So, nice update on where our, um, where Joe's going to be chilling for the, for the election. Yeah. I don't know where Trump is, though. 
Yeah, I have no idea. It's kind of weird that he didn't tweet anything. I guess so. If he didn't tweet anything, I guess he's just going to be in the White House. Right, because I've been searching through his Twitter right now, and I can't find anything about Because, you know, usually he'll be like, hey, I want to be in the green suite of blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. I think he was in Michigan yesterday. Mm-hmm. But um, usually he'll put out where he's going to go, and I, I don't see anything. So... Who knows, but Biden will be in PA if anybody wants to check him out. I wish I could. Me too. So sad, but we will await the results tonight, and I guess hopefully next reactions for it. We have good news, right? Hopefully, when we like start to record the podcast next week, we're good and not terrified for our lives. Yeah, I'm hoping we're talking because obviously the first topic is probably going to be who won the election. Right. But I'm hoping we're having a good conversation and not a disappointing one. Right, because I think you'll be able to tell from the second we start if the first thing you hear is a sigh. Yeah. It, it probably wasn't a good outcome. No. You can just, just end the podcast right there. Right. Because if right, one person wins, this. we're just going to complain. Basically, that'll be an hour of Emily and Gabby complaining, which is typically what this is anyway. Yeah, but this is all we do anyway. <laughs> But it's going to be more serious complaining. Serious complaining. That's what's important. It's not... Yeah. It's, it's not fictitious or stupid things. No. But... Good luck to everybody voting today. Stay safe. Stay warm. It's freezing. Yeah, honestly, after you vote, go in the house. Just just stay in the house. <laughs> just go inside just for the rest of the day. Stay in the house. Don't go outside. The day's over. Yes. I'm keep myself in the house. As you should. Yes. I'm going to just watch the news and wait. I'll be on C- watching CNN tonight, hoping for good results. Right. I'm not I'll watching Fox News. I can't do that. No, I'll be on, like, CNN or... Yeah. Or MSNBC. I can't do Fox News. MSNBC is good. Yeah, because I, I can only imagine the things that they would be saying on Fox News during this time. You know time. what? I might tune in just to see it, but... Yeah, I always find myself, like, if I ever watch Fox News, just not out of, like, trying to learn, but just to see what they talk about, I always, I can't watch it for more than, like, five minutes. It's definitely frustrating. I'm like, ew, you guys actually think like this? Ew. <laughs> well, choose your choose your news station wisely. That's what I'm saying. Alright, well... Like everyone, that's all I can say. Oh my god, the fact that we even have to say this is so sad. I know, it feels like we're going to the purge, but like, you know, seriously, good luck, stay safe. Okay, good luck, everybody, stay safe, and thank you for being candid with us.